The Capital Ideas Podcast now has a new monthly edition hosted by Capital Group CEO Mike Gitlin. Investment professionals reveal their best mentors, how they find their next great idea, and a few funny stories. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. American Funds Distributors, Inc. You know success when you see it. Or you think you do. The people in the spotlight. But what about those small business masterminds who succeed at making their money work harder? They do that by having a business bank account with QuickBooks Money which now earns 5% annual percentage yield. Making your money work as hard as you do, that's how you business differently. Learn more about QuickBooks Money at quickbooks.com slash 5APY. Banking services provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Only funds and envelopes earn APY. APY can change at any time. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher-level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com slash enterprise data to learn more. Let's get to uh, guest David Chow. He is with us for the half hour. David is the APAC ex-Japan strategist at Invesco. He joins us from Hong Kong. David, thanks for being with us. We're trying to determine, and it's not an easy exercise, trust me, whether this is kind of a market attempt to find a bottom here. Is this a durable move higher, do you think, or are we going to retest these low levels that we saw earlier? Well, I think that there could be a strong argument that this is a, a dead uh, cat market bounce here, given that we probably haven't moved through peak Fed hawkishness yet. And it's still uncertain the direction of the U.S. economy, whether it really will have to see recessionary risks this year or next. But I would say that we're much closer to the market bottom uh, now uh, than we were you know, a, a while back. So I think that for investors that are looking whether to jump in head first, I, I, you know, I think that we'll see some continued market volatility, but we are kind of bumping along that bottom. Where do investors jump in? Because we saw that Bank of America survey indicating extreme gloom among investors. Well, I think that when it comes to investing 101, you need to buy low, sell high, right? And so when investment sentiment is so poor, so dour um, sentiment, uh, you know, it's it's tough to see it taking another dip per se, that it could be a condition where it's ripe to start thinking about buying. Now, I'm not calling for investors to, to be buying risk assets right now. I think that there are other assets that are a lot more attractive. We saw the sell-off in, in bonds. Uh, yields right now are a lot more attractive, especially for government bonds, government bond yields, um, I think uh, could could be a little volatile for the time being. But I think that this is certainly an, an asset class that is a lot more attractive. When you look at opportunities in Asia right now, we're going to get the China open at the bottom of the hour. We're also expecting uh, the loan prime rate on the one and five years. Give me your, your outlook for Asia. Well, I think the outlook for Asia um, well, let me touch on China first. I think there are a couple of strong reasons that the Chinese economy should rebound in the second half. Um, and I, 
driven mostly by COVID restrictions being eased, and we saw the rebound uh, already take place in June, and I think that should continue uh, for the rest of um, the year. And we're also seeing significant uh, policy easing, both on the monetary policy and greater fiscal stimulus side. Now, there are some storm clouds gathering, though, for China, and okay. that's really the uncertainty. David Chow, Asia-Pacific ex-Japan strategist at Invesco, joining us on the line from Hong Kong. We just heard there that uh, loan prime rates kept unchanged, but still a lot of concerns about the property sector in uh, China, and you've got these buyers now protesting against paying mortgages. Do you stay away from the property sector at the moment, David? I think so. I think that the property market has not found a bottom yet. And this recent development of uh, homeowners striking on not paying their mortgages on uh, on uncompleted or unfinished flats, I think that only adds to the negative sentiment towards the property market. And already the impact has been pretty swift and, and, um, and significant if we look at the first couple of weeks um, of the property market in terms of home sales. And I, you know, if I look at the number of, um, of interest payment coupons coming up for July and August. They're quite a significant number. Um, and so I think that for investors that are looking at China property, uh, perhaps in, in the fourth quarter uh, would be a, a, um, a better time uh, to consider this very unloved asset class. And then there's this story that we were talking about earlier from the Wall Street Journal saying that Chinese authorities are preparing to impose a fine of more than a billion dollars on DD Global over breaches to their data security. Where do you come down when it involves Chinese technology firms? Are you a buyer? Well, I'm a lot more constructive on the tech industry in China over the property market. I think that um, this fine that was levied, I think that you know this is a, a removal of an overhang that um that that was really that uh, that started about um a year or so ago with additional uh regulatory measures on the technology industry i think since then the government has now recognized that um that the the focus is on prioritizing economic growth and stability and might push off and hold on some of these uh, regulatory measures so while we're not out of the woods yet with with um, the tech industry um, and, and some of these uh, regulatory issues, um, I, I think that we're, we're in the clear, at least uh, in the time being. Uh, and I think that the tech industry looks um, quite attractive at these levels. We're not out of the woods though, as well in terms of the COVID zero policies too. How does that play out? And, and what are you looking at in terms of currency moves too? Well, I think that's a huge crux of whether China is going to be able to have a significant second half rebound or not. And I think so far the government's actions towards what they call this dynamic zero COVID policy, it's not going to shift, at least not before the November uh, party Congress. And so the government certainly wants to present a very uh, an image uh, where they uh, they have the pandemic under control and that they're stabilizing the economy. Now, whether China evolves its pandemic policy after that or not, I still think that it's um, I, I think that what they're going to do is take more piecemeal and more targeted measures and have a gradual relaxation and easing of these restrictions. We've been talking a lot Lot about the risk to uh, China as a result of uh, the substantial risk that is uh, gripping the European economy right now. Do you think that uh, China is going to be held back by the weakness that we're seeing on the European continent? 
Yes, I think so. I, I think that, uh, you know, we have three main risks in China. We talked about two, COVID, uncertainty, the property market. And the third is really uh, when it comes to Chinese exports to places like Europe and the U.S. And so while I think recessionary risks are much greater in Europe uh, than in the U.S., these are two of China's uh, largest trading blocks and partners. And so mm. uh, as there continues to be a bit of uh, consumer and household and also business sentiment weakens there, uh, that could yeah. be, you know, a, a hurdle for, for Chinese products and, and exports. All right, David, thanks as always. David Chow, Asia-Pacific ex-Japan strategist at Invesco. This is Bloomberg. What could you do if your data was working for you and not against you? With Bloomberg delivering enterprise data directly to your systems, you get easy access to the details you want, optimized for higher level analysis, and financial data experts committed to helping you maximize your every move. Our data is made for more, so you can show the world what you're made of. Visit Bloomberg.com enterprise data to learn more.